This week, we are back. It's my birthday week. We have one of the most positive human beings on the face of this earth this week, checking in from Costa Mesa. Our guy, running back for the Los Angeles Chargers, Joshua Kelly. Happy birthday, DK. You're back. We're back. NFL is back. And we got 500-level merchandise for our guy, Joshua Kelly. There's 20 different shirts on 500level.com, DK. What a stand-up human being, great football player. Get 20% off everything on 500level.com with the discount code ONE STAR. Get that Josh Kelly shirt in time for kickoff on Sunday. Let's go! So what's good, y'all? This is Josh Kelly. I'm with the One Star Recruits. These guys are actually five stars, though. Here with the Bolt fam, baby. Let's get it. Let's have a great year. Bolt up, baby. Yo, yo. Aloha. Welcome to the One Star Recruits podcast. It feels great to be back. Great to have a five-star guest and even more amazing to have a five-star community of one-star family and friends out there in the world. Rip, we took our first three weeks off this podcast in, I believe, two and a half years. Uh, noted why, and we're going to talk about it here, we're in day 28 of, of post Lahaina fire as we record this and the horrendous fire that really took down my entire home of Lahaina. Um, in my home, my home did burn down listeners. I know there's some social media going on and some stuff. So I want to tell the story about that a little bit today. I want to run listeners and you rip through the last couple of weeks, uh, get an idea of the seriousness of the situation, but also a side of humans that I haven't seen in a while. That was really, really terrific. The resilient side of humans, the ability to help each other out. So I'll kind of run through, Rip. Well, and you know, it's a somber situation, but feel free to jump in, ask any questions. Um, I, I want to kind of just go through then and now a little bit to give listeners an understanding what, what this this life has been about and and this situation in Lahaina, and then we'll get to something positive with Joshua Kelly. Does that sound good? Is that chill? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one, DK. Like you said, it's uh, we we went over a hundred straight weeks of episodes it took a natural disaster to to get us off and uh like you said dk it's uh it's your birthday today wednesday september 6th happy birthday so we got positivity in the air josh kelly amazing guest pure positivity and uh we're back man i'm, I'm glad to see you glad to hear your voice and, and happy to be back thank you man it feels really good to be back to do something semi-normal again uh, feels great. I'm wearing a Smitty shirt for all the Arizonians who ever shopped at Smitty's on uh, McClintock and Baseline. We'll represent the shirt as courtesy of you, Rip, along with all of my clothes who have came from friends from all over. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll talk on that. I have people to thank. But let's do it. Let's get back to the morning of, of August 8th. It was, Rip, I believe I texted you pretty early. I think it was a podcast day. Is that right? It was a podcast day. It was a Tuesday, and we were going to record uh, that morning, I think 11 a.m. your time, and you texted me early. I know you get up early out on the island, and, and you said something like, we got some high winds, my internet's down, so it'll probably be back on in like an hour or two. So I'm like, all right, let's 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 shift it. We'll, we'll record a little later. Exactly, exactly. So that was the hurricane, which nobody was concerned about at all going into the week. Zero people was were concerned about uh, this hurricane, which was, which was about 200 miles south of the island. Outside of heavy winds. So I, we wake up that morning on the 8th, no internet, which is a bit strange, but then immediately no electricity. And especially in the morning in Hawaii, the way that my my house sat, the sun hits it pretty hard. 
So that's an immediate just, okay, let's let's get the windows closed down. Let's keep it as blacked out in here as possible. Go go ahead and go on about our day. But I'll let you know, Rip, look, the internet's out. This happens before when it gets super windy. At this point in time, about 6, 7 in the morning, the winds really are picking up. I have outdoor blinds that are ran electricity on electric, and the electric's down. And I'm just watching my investment, bro, in these outdoor blinds. I'm just getting ready for them to be ripped off of my... That was my biggest concern on that day, pretty much until about two o'clock that day um luckily they stayed intact but i was just watching that's how that's how intense the winds were there was trash flying but not paper trash full big boxes kind of flying through and through the complex and it was super windy windy enough to go out and try to let the dogs go to the bathroom and their whole face is you know you've taken your dog in a windy day they're, whole, they're not into it nobody was into being outside and it was pretty damn hot at that, so, at that point just to just to interrupt for a second yeah, yeah. did did you know there was a fire somewhere uh, on Maui and, and how far away was it? You, or you had no idea there was any fire at all? Outside of the electricity being out and the internet, internet being out that day, no, it was a pretty normal day. My wife went to work. Uh, I got up. I was getting ready for, for the podcast. I was putting together some breakfast. Um, as soon as I realized I don't think the podcast is happening, I hopped out and just got my workout in. This was about 10 o'clock. So I'm normal, normal day. I'm doing a workout. Uh, there's no, there's no, fire is not a thing that even exists in my mind or even close. In fact, fire is not a thing that really exists in my mind ever. We've had a couple of brush fires over the past two years on this side of, of Maui, but they've been contained to the, to the kind of the hilly regions, not in the neighborhoods, not where there's concrete, definitely where there's not ocean, you know? So wasn't a concern. If anything was a concern in my head for my safety of my house, my family, and I was maybe a tsunami, maybe a big tidal wave would come through. These are the things when I was when 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 I was getting insurance that I was thinking of. So at this point, no. And as the day goes on, it's hot. So I get back from my workout. I have a protein smoothie. I should have checked my mailbox. There's things in my mailbox that went down in this fire as well that I would have liked to have from that day. Uh, but I decided to take a nap because it was hot. So I take a nap. So I lay down. This is about 1230 on that day. Super, super windy, but super hot. Dogs are hot. I'm hot. Kimmy also, my wife has no internet service or phone service out at her hotel, which is about 15 miles north of Lahaina in a place called Kapalua. So here's kind of where the angels start to enter my life and kick in. And it's it's pretty surreal because a handful of things had to happen for me to even be talking to you on uh, today, Rip. You know, it was this is kind of when 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 it started going. So about it's about 1.30, Kimmy called. She said, I'm going to come home. I don't have, my phone's dying and I, and I don't have internet service. There's not much I can do here today. I'm just going to come home. I said, great. She called me again. She was driving through Front Street. She called me again to get say, hey, hey, there's a coconut that the wind is picking up that's just moving down Front Street. It's it's nothing too crazy. Uh, kind of were her, her exact words. But she said, it's very windy. I can see some roofs starting to go. It's super windy. But she just wanted to drive down Front Street to see what was going on. She came home. She hopped in the house, put on her her clothes that she's home for the day. Uh, I hopped in the office to see maybe one more last chance that I can get some internet. What's going on? Um, she starts doing some work calls, work from home. We're making a little snack. I think we're having a little pretzels, some little pretzels, dipping them in mustard, you know, something I learned from Trash Talk Boys, my guy train. And uh, I get a knock on the door. At this point in time, it's windy and it's hot and it's there's an energy in the air. So I get a knock on the door and it's my above stairs neighbor, this guy, Kyle. He's from Colorado. He's an amazing surfer. He's an amazing waterman, outdoorman. He's a man, Rip. You know what I mean? 
Uh, and he has a look in his eyes that just says, hey, we're thinking about evacuating. This was the first time I opened my door and I really smelt fire. You could smell it. It was in the air at this point in time. I was like, you're going to evacuate? Thinking, brush fire in the hills. And he lightly said, yeah, we're just going to go to some higher ground. He, he had just picked up his cousin in town. And we're going to get some, some, some brews and just see how this thing, what happens here. But it doesn't feel good is what Kyle said. So I turned to Kimmy. I said, Kyle, just Kyle's getting out of here. And he had a look in his eyes that maybe we should get out of here. So we had about 15 minutes where we went back and forth, Kimmy and I. And this is about uh, 3, 3.30, 3.45 in the afternoon. 15 minutes for us to just go back and forth. Should we, should we go? Should we go with Kyle? Should we go on our own? During this conversation, this, this smell turns into a black cloud. And uh, at this point in time, it hits our house so that within the condo, we can barely see our hands in front of us. Uh, it's action time. Never really been in a fight or flight like this before, Rip. This was completely action time. This was was not grab your passport, not go grab grandma's letter, not go. This was grab the animals. I grabbed a backpack, which turned out had one T-shirt and some other useless shit. I'm still glad that I grabbed it. Nothing that that I, I would have liked to grab in a never come back to your house sort of manner. Uh, we grabbed the two dogs. And I run in the car, bro, like Travis Hunter at this point in time. I slapped him in the car. I grabbed the car and I get Kimmy. She was, she was just throwing on some shoes and coming out. She's run. At this point in time, we cannot see our hands in front of our face. We, this, this black cloud of smoke is definitely in our neighborhood. What we know now is it was ramaging through the neighborhood above us, literally burning everything in its path. And the big cloud of smoke was the island grocery store, which was right above us, kind of uh, northwest of our, of our house. So, so that was the big cloud of smoke that really hit us hard, but put us on our, we put our track shoes on, you know, we're running. Kimmy's a better driver than I am. Everybody knows that I'm a shitty driver since known to the world. So she hops in the driver's seat and this is a second angel. She takes over this just amazing being of right decisions and confidence and um, strong driving moves. We would have, you saw the pictures rip. We came down. Out of our out of our neighborhood, we took a left. We were blocked off because uh, they were they were letting a, a Lahaina Luna neighborhood everybody out as they should be. Neighborhood of of two hundred houses, just get out as quick as possible. At this point in time, there's humans walking by the car with ash bodies, completely ashed up, banging on the car window. Um, there's there's tin roofs flying at us, sixty miles per hour that she's avoiding. All the all the power lines are down and on fire. At this point in time. So she takes a right towards Front Street to to just stop from where we're stopped and this black cloud is coming at us more and more and more. Front Street's where you see the pictures in the news of all those cars coming. This is the, this is the next angel part. She decided to take a left on Front Street. If she would have taken a right, it would have gone to the to the water over by Tommy Bahamas, over there, but towards the Safeway. Um, we would have been a number if she didn't decide to turn left. So she goes left. She makes a handful of amazing moves, movie-esque moves uh, to get us out there. Driving over over lines that are down fire. There's now fire on our left. Uh, there's no fire on our right because it's the water still. But we the big cloud of smoke's now behind us. And we're in a line of traffic um, trying to get out of uh, that, that north side of Front Street. We're trying to just to move. And so we have the dogs. They're going crazy. That black cloud of smoke's coming. We we're stopped 
we're not fully panicked yet, but we're we're pretty damn panicked. We still don't know that the place is burning down. That's for damn sure. And we start hearing pops, loud pops. Those were cars that were catching on fire and blowing up. And that's when we hit the panic button. And she made just some amazing moves. She took a left. She avoided some things. She moved through a neighborhood uh, that other was 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 pretty blocked off by police. And 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 we can get into what happened, whose fault it was, things that were good or bad on, on, on a future time. In this moment of time, it was really survival. We also only had a quarter take of fucking gas. Um, so it was a realistic thing. If we keep idling, chilling, waiting for our turn, we're going to run out of gas. So she got onto the to the poly, the freeway, the 30, the only freeway eventually. She got out. So we got out of Lahaina. This was about 4.30, 4.35. We would have stayed on Front Street, either north or south, we were going south towards Kihei. North would have been, unfortunately, a turn of death for us. Uh, we we would have been a number. We would have been a number and and a name, um, in all honesty. So full angels working there. What usually takes about thirty minutes to get to the to the next stop, which is the the Malala um, Pier. And people who have been to Maui know there's gas station there and there's some restaurants and stuff. That takes usually about 35 minutes with a little bit of traffic. This took about three hours. Nobody's moving and everybody's just watching this black cloud of smoke chase us. But we made it. We made it to the gas station. We made it all the way to Kihei to where our, our friend was. We just got to really our only friend who was not in Lahaina, who was in a town called Kihei. Um, we got out of the car, got the animals to the bathroom and just grabbed ourselves for about 15 minutes, bro. This time it's about... 8 30 9 at night we're there for about 15 minutes before this time our phones start blowing up the sound you never want to hear that that sound of 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 emergency sound i've only heard it three or four times in my life we all got it at once there was a fire in north kihei about 20 or 30 yards from where we were staying and this one i could look out the backyard and i could see fire the other one i couldn't it was just black smoke that we saw until we started driving so we packed up our shit, packed up the dogs, and I'm Travis Hunter in again. We run into the car, and we get to higher ground, and we get to Maui High School eventually that night. We're at Maui High School for two nights. And then we start getting the texts of Lahaina's gone. How's my house? My house. We think the building's gone. How's our neighbors? We think they jumped in the water with their kids. How's the craziness, right, Rip? The craziness starts coming in. And it was just the most wild two days, surreal days. The only way I can explain it to listeners, to you, it was the worst nightmare that I've ever been in, in my life. Literally, uh, you have dreams of, hey, man, I was in this dream, and I don't know, I was in Hawaii with you know some, some people that we know, and all of a sudden, the whole play, fires were on site, and we were running for our lives, and then you wake up. Are you going to another room, and then suddenly you go into another room, and it's a girl that you had a crush on in third grade who's uh, making jello with a buddy that you work with or something and how dreams work um this one was the nightmare side and it wasn't every day it was 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 getting worse and worse and what we got to and we're still processing i'm still processing there's lots to process even as i talk it through now um it's heavy it's heavy shit and so what came out negatively was that stuff were lost lives were lost cultures were lost homes were lost couple things for me that were important to me were lost. But guess what? Nobody uh, in my household was hurt or died. So we, we, we're we okay. 
That's what I've told all the people who reached out, which was so amazing. I mean, huge love and shout out to everybody who helped out with the Venmo rip. You put it up there on the internet. Uh, that money, that money helped us get some essentials the first couple of nights, a meal, a target run, and a couple of things. But but seventy five percent of that four thousand dollars raised by our little community of one stars went right back into neighbors in that community, um, who are doing more serious things than Kimmy and I right now. Who who we got out, we're okay. Um, the 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 human love that came through Rebecca's place in Kihei, that opening up and she with open arms and her landlords and her neighbors um really coming through thanks to my guy tk so just to wrap this up rip a little bit more my story here was we were there um our house is gone my wife still works on the other side of the island but we can't get there her job is a hotel it's no longer a hotel it's now a shelter Uh, we have to decide what we're going to do next for the short term um and Going back to her hotel was an option, but it was also a place where we want to leave open for others to take advantage of that resource. If there were other resources available to us and a good friend of mine, Trevor, was able to come through with a vacation house that his family has here on the island of Kauai. So we've been here for about the last 10 days. Rip, We've been on the island of Kauai. Kimmy's been going back and forth. She was back last week for three days, still not able to get to our house, uh, still in the fire range zone. So looking to get forward some closure on that eventually. I don't think I need to see it, but Kimmy wants to see it. So she'll be going back and forth. Huge thank you to, to, to Trevor and his family for this though. This was kind of that nightmare into another dream where all of a sudden I'm on a vacation house in Kauai and my mind just really is having a hard time comprehending the transitions of all of this in general. It's ready to record a podcast and make myself a smoothie rip on Tuesday the 8th with you. My normal life, you know, big thank you to all the listeners who sent the money but who sent the texts and the messages and just the real human instinct that we've lost. We've lost for a long time. This country as a whole, I think since 2016, kindness is not a thing that's readily available. It's been readily available the last 28 days, bro. Hoka, the Golden State Warriors, the Santa Cruz Warriors, my amazing family, my vets for my animals, my Maui golf crew, who immediately supplied me with, with clothes that are cooler than any of my clothes. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just that grateful for those clothes. You know, my family, my pops, my mom, my pops really stepped up in ways that I couldn't imagine. You know, thank you. My mom, the sweetest woman ever. Uh, my sister, my in-laws. So many people rip. You, you know, Janelle, your family, your kids, the the the, the, the trash talk boys family. Not the stuff. The stuff is is amazing, but it's the it's the love, you know, and we need a lot of help still. On the west side of Maui, it's nothing's hap- nothing's changed. It's, it's going to be a three, five, ten year process. We're not running. Plan your trip still. If you're going to go to Maui, you know what? You know, deal listeners, Rip, you're a value guy. This is not a disrespectful thing. Values are to be had. The next wave of the fire was bad. Loss of life was bad. Loss of culture was terrible. The next wave is going to be an economic fire unless we step up a little bit more um, as people. And I don't have the answers. I mean, it's, it's scary for me to think about going back to Maui and I've been gone for two weeks now, and, and, but I'm going back and, and we got to support this Island. Uh, there's travel, you know, you can hop on an online Maui business and buy a pair of, buy a pair of slippers like my stepfather, Jeremy did, you know, United way 
We've talked about that. The food bank. There's some 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 good orgs that still need help. Um, keep helping. What I'm noticing, Rip, as this new cycle moves on, as NFL kicks off, Maui and Lahaina are falling out of the conversation a little bit, and the whole city is gone. Uh, generations, think of your hometown. This isn't. Don't think of, of of DK here, who's been there for a couple years and and you know lost his condo. Think of the families, maybe from your neighborhood, who were there with generations of families, five or six generations deep, with all their children's stuff, all their other deeper memories, uh, without opportunities for more housing. There's no more housing. Uh, there was already a problem. So I encourage everybody to keep it front of mind. Post your pictures from your time in Lahaina. Remember those good times. What I'm getting feedback from, too, is how much of a special place it was to so many people. It will come back. It won't be the same Lahaina that we knew, but it will come back. But it won't move as fast as it needs to be if we forget about it. So that's my message, man. That's my message. My feelings are, I haven't processed it yet. I haven't. I've had some moments. I've had some moments where, it's, but I'm, I'm on the move. I, I still, I, this is a grateful gesture that my friend Nikwai offered up. But in four days from now, I don't have a place to live. We're still looking. There's not a lot of housing available. So I'm one of 7,000 that, that this is happening to. And I'm confident that it's going to work out for us. I'm, I'm nervous that it's not going to work out for a lot of people without the support of the country, the whole country. It's beyond money. I think it's in storytelling. Uh, it's in compassion. And it's in resilience in a way that, that we need more than ever. There's a big fear that this, this town, this place of Lahaina will turn into maybe a, a ghost town and then a, a reservation and just a relic of what it used to be, the Salton Sea. And it's not. I'm not going to allow that to happen on my side. And I hope the listeners, you, Rip, everybody who's been touched by this place, take that to heart. And that's what yeah. I got, man. It's day to day. It's day to day. Routine has been amazing. Getting back and doing this podcast. Having Josh on the podcast. Getting able to talk about Alohi and what he's doing in Hawaii. What Max Holloway is doing for the people of Lahaina. Uh, Tamua, Chad Owens, all of our guys. If you're not following them, follow them. But things are happening and leaders are stepping up. Just please don't forget about Lahaina as we rebuild this town, man. That, that's my message. It really is crazy how uh, how quickly life can change, man. And and it really when you <clears throat> when you talk about it, it sounds like something you know from a movie. Like m most people, obviously, have never been through anything like that. And it was a, a crazy day. It's been a crazy month. And uh, yeah, just to just to also add, man, like Evan Longoria, dude, from the D backs sent sent some money to you, right? Like mm -hmm. people people that I've known from like twenty years ago that have never met you just listen to the pod, like. Yeah, it's it's amazing, man. Unbelievable, man. It's 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 the good in humans. That's what I want to take you take from today's podcast. That's why having having Josh on was so important. He's got a stressful job. He's a handcuff running back. Nobody expects a lot out of him. He has a smile every day on his face, and he's grateful to be doing what he's doing. And I'm grateful to be doing what I'm doing. And I'm grateful to be alive. With that said, Chargers fans, NFL fans, get ready, baby. Enjoy this interview with Joshua Kelly. Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, we have a husband, a soon-to-be first-time father, 
a native of Southern California, a UCLA Bruin, oh. a, a fourth-year running back for the Los Angeles Chargers, Joshua Kelly. Thanks for hey, hanging out with the One Stars, Josh. Oh, yeah. No, thanks for having me. I really appreciate that intro. That was fire. <laughs> oh, hey, we yeah. love it, man. But we're, we're glad <laughs> to have you right on the kind of the cusp of the season opener here. But this interview, I went, we're one star. So I want to start it off with a one star question. It's going to be super basic, but neither DK or I really have any clue about what it's like to do your job. But I'm always curious about this question because there was a really good running back in the early 2000s for the New York Giants named Tiki Barber. Mm hmm. He had a well-known fumbling problem. So to fix it, he kind of changed the way he he held the ball. He he held it up higher, and mm -hmm. the rest was kind of history. So just a, a little bit about your job on the Chargers. For all the one-stars out there that only watch these things on TV, as a running back, are you mm -hmm. when you hold the ball, are you holding it as hard and tight as you can at all times? Because you had like a, a 75-yard touchdown run mm -hmm. against the Niners a couple of weeks ago. Is it just mm -hmm. full strength grip on the ball 100% of the time you hmm. have? That's a, that's a good question, honestly. It's not really – I've been doing it for so long. It's like something I, like, I don't really think about it. Much. It's like brushing my teeth. It's like – it's so, like, numb to me now. It's like, damn, I've been doing this for so long. So to that point, though, like, I feel like when I do think about it, it's like – it's really strong and secure, like – and I have it across my body. I think it's one thing to be secure with it, but you have to have it across because it makes it a lot more tougher to like punch and lots tougher to strip it. So yeah, honestly, like you are gripping it really tough, especially during contact. I think that's when it is when you're like really like strong with it. But in open field, you know, you gotta you gotta spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta keep those muscles loose on it. That's actually a good question, Rip. Exactly. I thought. I thought that might have been a terrible question. That actually, no, that a is a good one. question. I think it about is. that sometimes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, you're doing something right, bro. And and the coaching staff, when it comes to really squeezing the best out of that roster, has been mm. making it happen. Mm. The, the Chargers record has improved listeners every year that Joshua Kelly's been on the squad. What's the feeling down oh. in Costa Mesa, man? A lot of folks are talking about the energy being right in the building this year. You feeling it? Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I definitely think the energy is being right. You know, I think for us, man, there's there's some dudes I've been here with for a long time now, like four years. Like, like that's a whole college term. <laughs> it's so like I feel like there's some camaraderie there. There's some energy. There's some excitement there. And I feel like it's cool because like this is like first week of the season. So, you know, everyone's excited and juiced about it. So I definitely think it has been different. It's just how camp has gone. Preseason has gone. It's literally a vibe. Yes. Yeah, coming together, dude. Actually, our guy who was on the podcast, I'm here in Hawaii. Uh, Aloe Gilman was who was drafted in 2020 with nice. you. So that's your that's that's that draft class. Herbert mm -hmm. too. He's been amazing helping with the Maui Wildlife Fires and 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 just being a great all around human. He's also expected to be a leader on the D this year. So we're excited to see you know to Lowe and James next year. What are you seeing in practice with these guys on, on on defense? Man, the defense, bro, they look so good. Like it's been crazy. Like those guys are so competitive, and it's fun like going against them every day. Like, honestly, like, I've improved so much because not only is just so many great players, but it's just, like, they're really competitive. They want to get out and they want to make you better. So, like, it's been awesome, like, playing these guys. And they're so excited this year. Like, you can just tell, like, the way they're playing, their communication. They're juiced, man. And it's going to be crazy to see, like, them live and how great they are flying around. So, yeah, shout out to Lowe, though, man, because that's a guy that I've been here since literally. He was, like, one of the few guys that's still here from that class. So, He's been a great guy, man. I'm just excited for him. Sixth round pick doing his thing. Yeah, I'm hearing ball hawk. I hear he's focused yeah. as ever in the in his calm, cool, collected way. So 
because let's go Chargers D, man. How not about bad. this is a little different because because it's not going to be a hundred percent normal season for you. You got married in March. Big congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Eckler just got engaged, which mm-hmm. makes which makes Rippin. I think that 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 love is in the air in that running back room. Watch <laughs> out! Watch out, number twenty eight. He's about to get it, man. He might be next, right? <laughs> love bug is coming, twenty eight. Right. For real though, you're expecting a baby in December. What are you most nervous about, and what are you most excited about? Ah, uh, that's well. Thank you. I appreciate you guys for like knowing that because that's that's huge for me because I'm like, man, like it's crazy, like being like about to be a dad that's like a different feeling right there it's like wow like am i ready but i'm like you know i i believe i am but one thing i will say i'm a little bit nervous about is like everyone's told me like hey bro you're gonna lose a lot of sleep mm-hmm. and like they're like you're gonna be up and you better get all the sleep now and i'm hearing that from like several people so i'm like dang and you know we're expected later in the season so it's like <laughs> i wonder how it's gonna be like during that time period, you know how it is later in the year. It's like your body's tired. Yeah. You're a little bit worn out, a little bit mentally. So it's like, dang, like, I wonder how that's going to go. But, you know, <laughs> everything else, I'm really, I'm just really excited to meet him because it's like, dang, like having a boy is my first. That's like, that's kind of crazy. So I'm excited it's, to meet him, man. It's crazy. And I'm glad you know the sex. Rip actually had a stupid idea. He thought that you could maybe do a gender reveal during the game where you spike the ball and the ball oh. is pink or blue. <laughs> Hey, that would have been that would have been hard, honestly. Like <laughs> that would have been a big fine, I think. No, it would have been, but it would have like just imagine someone doing that. They would have went viral, would have gone crazy. Like <laughs> huge. That's such a great idea, honestly. Like, hey, let <laughs> okay. me get a ball in. Bam, dude. <laughs> yeah, like the lineman brings you in that ball real fast and it explodes. Not see rip, not not so as stupid, bro. That's not actually a good idea. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I gotta take it back. I lived in the Bay Area for a while and I went to I want to shed a little light on your history in a small NorCal town. We don't talk yeah. about enough. So, so JK was a, a two-star recruit, played two yes, two years at UC Davis before transferring to UCLA as a yeah. walk-on. So, listeners, we have a lot of alumni who are Chico State and UC Davis. A lot of one-stars, Joshua. You know, that's <laughs> how, how it goes. Right. What was the most memorable off-the-field moment in Davis? And same, same note, what was the best place you ate while you were in Davis? Ooh, good questions. Oh man, so most memorable moment off the field. I gotta admit, so and this is funny. So we're playing Hawaii, two thousand fifteen. This is my freshman year, and like I think camp is over. At, yeah, camp is over at this point, and I, all the students are coming back. So then our coach is like, "You guys got to make sure you're moving dorms, you're changing places. Like, make sure you guys are on time at the bus at five thirty because we got a long flight to Hawaii." I'm like, all right, 5.30, that's when the bus leaves. <laughs> so then, you know, I'm in the dorms chilling, and I forget to set my alarm. So then, this is, this is, this is, it gets bad. So then, <laughs> I forget to set my alarm. So then, you know, I, you know, I'm just sleeping, I'm knocked out. And all of a sudden, my roommate, my roommate doesn't make the trip, so he's just chilling. So then my roommate, like, passed me, he's like, Josh, Josh. He's like, bro, it's like 5.20. He's like, he's like, you got to go. I looked up. I was like, oh, no. So then I panicked. And then for me, you know, David's the bike town. So everyone has their bike. So I run down and I just get on the bike. You know, I'm not even really packed because <laughs> I woke up late. So then I just go off. I take off on the bike and I'm pedaling, I'm pedaling, I'm pedaling. And then I get there finally to the facility and then the buses leave. I'm like, oh, man. Shit. Yeah, you know, fast. I'm like, bro, like, 
I was just so like nervous at that point. I was like, what's going to happen? Like the bus just left. And then finally a coach stayed behind. He's like, yo, he's like, I got you, dog. He's like, I understand it happens. He's like, you're a freshman. You're not the only one. It was like two other dudes who missed. <laughs> so I felt better. But at the same time, I was like, dog, like at that time, I was so like, I was like, bro, like how did I miss the bus? But it was funny because just looking back at that, I was like, I won't do that ever again. <laughs> so life lesson. Life lesson. How many yards did you rush? Did you rush against Hawaii that game? Uh, to be honest, I don't remember how many yards, but I did score. That was my first touchdown in college. Nice. So I, scored, nice. I scored that game. It was crazy. So I was like, wow, that ended up working out somehow. But you yeah, got you got dope. in that zone. How about yeah. Grubbin so, Davis? How about Grubbin yeah, Davis? Yeah. How about your grub spot? I want to say there was this burger spot, downtown Davis. Does anyone know what it was called? I remember it was at um Burgers and Brew. Burgers I and believe Brew. that's what it is. That's one of my spots there. And then there was a, uh, I want to say there was another spot. Obviously, I like Chipotle, Wingstop. I remember they were super close to each other. That's a good memory. I'm just looking up Burgers and Brew, 4.4 stars on Yelp. There we yeah, go. Yeah, I, I got it up too. It looks amazing, man. Right, no, behind, the, the the dumpling, right behind the dumpling house. Yeah, like. that, that was the one. And Black Bear, sorry. Black Bear. I oh, was yeah. at Black Bear a ton, bro. The Grizz, like. Pancakes. I just ordered that. Yeah, the pancakes. It was It was exceptional there. Davis, stand up. Thank you, man. Yeah, I man. Shout out to Davis, bro. Bike Town. <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed my time there, bro. It was it was really nice. And Keelan Dogs, he plays on the team right now. He was with me at Davis. So wow. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> I love that, uh, Josh. We end every interview with the segment we call one star to five star. We let you know at the top we're we're one stars. We're trying to get better with advice and tips from from every guest we have on this podcast. So. Just a few questions here. We're going to use a one to five star scale, one being the lowest, five being the highest for, for the mm-hmm. answers here. Just people can tell from this interview already, you're a guy who seems like he's always smiling, always happy, even Appreciate when that. you're talking to reporters and one stars like us. We uh, <laughs> what, What's uh, what's some five star advice you can pass along to people on just really just bringing positive energy into every day? Yeah, honestly, I think it would be stay true to yourself because. I don't think you can fake it. Does that make sense? Or yeah, I feel like people can see through it if you're like, oh, you're just fake positivity. You're fake sharing. You're fake, you know. So I just feel like stay true to yourself. If you're someone who's really positive or someone who likes to look at the positive side of life and that's who you are, just be that. Don't switch up. Don't change who you are. If you're someone who's maybe not the most positive person, then just, I don't know, just, just be you. I think that's the best advice because for me, it's like, I don't fake who I am. Like, I don't really just be over here. Like, yeah, just faking it, just being smiling, happy for no reason. Like, this is really who I am. You know, so you've you've always been like that. Yeah, honestly, always been that way since middle school, high school, college. Now, like, it's just who I've been, you know, my family, friends. It really just rubbed off of me, that positive, you know, environment. So honestly, I think that's the best thing. Just be authentic. You know, I think people respect you regardless of how you are. And surround yourself with with the same kind of energy, right? Uh, there's a there's an interesting thing going on with your new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. We had, if you look at the kind of the data of where he's been, Tony Pollard backed up Zeke Elliott down in Dallas, mm-hmm. but but Kellen used him a ton in that mm-hmm. role, even as backup. You also back up a, a big star in Austin mm-hmm. Eckler, and and you have a lot of similarities to Tony Pollard with the downhill running and mm-hmm. and those kind of strengths that kind of suit Kellen's offense. So. Mm-hmm. Let's say on a on a scale of one to five stars, how much have you thought about kind of that comparison and, and how excited are you to get going in this new offense? Oh, here? five star for sure. Honestly, I think once he came, you know, I really looked at 
obviously a lot of the run game and like the cut ups and everything. And I've been paying attention to what they've been doing three for like the past three or four years now. And it was crazy because Tony Pollard was all over scoring, kickoff returns, long runs. Just he was going crazy over there. So I've definitely been paying attention to like how that combo went with Zeke and Pollard and everything. But yeah, I think to that point, you know, it's just really cool to see like, hey, that's possible. It doesn't matter if you're starting or not. Like you can come in here and you could if you work hard and you give it your all and, you know, do your best and hey, you can make plays and, you know, be a force in the offense. So I definitely think I'm paying attention to that. But, you know, he's him. I'm me. Everyone's a little bit different to their games and stuff like that. But I really appreciate that, man, because it's definitely something like it's on your minds. Like, dang, like, pretty cool. <laughs> hey, we got that little sample in that 75-yard run a couple weeks oh, ago. Appreciate too, in the that, man. I mean, that, that, was that your longest in the NFL? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely, man. And we need more of that, you know what I'm saying? More of it to show up during this season. So I'm excited, man. But just getting better and improving. I think that's one thing I'm like, hey, like, that's dope, dog. I'm getting better. <laughs> those, those are the rewards, man. Those yeah. long plays, those game changers. Um, Appreciate that. All right. We got to close it out with one for the Bruins fans. You hey. had, back in 2018, you had an epic performance. I think it was 289 yards versus USC in that rivalry yeah. game. I think it's still the most ever by a running back in that long rivalry. Yeah. Um, UCLA, I know you are at the game on Saturday. You saw that win against Coastal Carolina. They're, they're a fairly <laughs> young team this year. What's uh what's your outlook for Chip Kelly and the Bruins this season? Yeah, no, honestly, bro, they're really young. And I feel like what I got, the vibe I got is like those guys are excited to be there. Like, like you said, like there's just a lot of guys who have came and gone, like they're a young squad, young quarterbacks, everything. But I just feel like they really are excited. And for them, man, I think they could do some damage, you know. I feel like one thing I like about this season though, is that they're not expected to do a lot. Like there's a yeah. lot of noise on USC, Colorado now, everyone else, Oregon, all these schools in the Pac-12. But for them, it's like they can win some games, climb under the radar and shock some people. You know, they got one of the best coaches in all of college football, Chip, and they got some great talent, great coaches there. So I feel like they could, they can go over there and make some noise, man. I'm telling you, you can't overreact one season in the college. I mean, one week in the college, you like, you no. got to play it out. So JK's ready. Rip, he's ready. Let me get that eight clap, JK. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. One, there it two, is. Six, there three. it is. Listen. Let's go. We got, got it. We got some momentum going into that Big Ten next year. We uh yeah, everybody go follow Joshua on Instagram. It's at Joshua underscore Kelly underscore and at smooth play JK on Twitter. <laughs> you got that you. <laughs> you see that wearing that number 25 jersey for the Chargers this season. Hey, Josh, best of luck in year number four and beyond. We thank you so much for coming on with the one-star recruits, man. Oh yeah, no, thank you guys, man. You guys aren't one star, you're five stars, baby. Thank you, homie. Thank you. We, thank we you, needed brother. that right now. We appreciate you. Special thanks again to Joshua Kelly, number 25 on the Chargers, DK. We love the Chargers on this pod. We actually have another Chargers guest next week to start off the NFL season. But Josh Kelly, great dude. Uh, I like when you told him he, he's not just a handcuff to you. Uh, you know, really good running back. If Eckler goes down, he's going to step up. So, But, man, the Chargers have a tough road out of the gate. It's like six straight playoff teams to open the season. It's mm. Dolphins on Sunday, then Titans, then Vikings, then Raiders. I don't know if the Raiders are a playoff team then Cowboys, then Chiefs. So they got like a murderer's row to start the season. But 
Uh, let's see our guy Josh get the rock a little bit, DK. It's nice to get tested a little bit early in the season. Yeah, that Raiders game is not a playoff team or a tough matchup. Rip, don't slip them in there like that. We will not make that mistake. But a couple Sorry. of these teams that I want to talk about definitely are in there. Some are, some are. You know, it's it's time this week for NFL kickoff. This is the moment we've all been waiting for for, for so many weeks. So many weeks of Little League World Series. And what did we endure, Rip? There's lots of enduring stuff that is not great for sports fans as soon as the nba was over good news is we're back the one stars always have got sleeper fantasy picks who are, are are set to have big years on and off the field we got that covered what we don't do as often is hop out on some games that we like and we're not going to do this every week because to be honest rip and i aren't the best bettors and I, i'm not the best predictionist with the nfl or any sports for that matter actually rip you you're decent i take that back you're decent i give you i give you a lot of shit uh, what I want to do, though, bro, for this is I, I saw six games that jumped out at me in week one with lines that I like. Let's see if we're on the same page or not, like a like a good relationship, a page check. Let's see if we can make some easy money here for people. You down? Let's do it. All right. Game one. We got the Eagles uh, over the Patriots for DK for your boy here. Minus four. I think the Eagles are going to be a really great team. I think they're going to have a hard time losing this entire year, to be honest with you. They're another Super Bowl contention. A squad. Some may say, "Hey, they lost Hargrave, and it's going to be tough to replace some of the coaching staffs who are running the engine on that defense." Well, they picked up Jalen Carter. They added Nolan Smith. That offense got better. Hertz is going to be. I, I'm doing everything in my power to get him on my fantasy teams this year. Rip is is a, is the moral of the story there. So uh, I think the Patriots get get whooped. I think Mac Jones is tries his best, but doesn't come through. I like uh, thirty one. 17 Eagles. How about you? I'm on board with that. I think the Eagle, I'm worried about the Eagles defense a little bit because they lost like half of it. So I, I think if their defense is a little worse, they might be in a lot more shootouts, but I think you're right. I don't think the Patriots can keep up with, with scoring with them. So yeah, I'm 31, 17 sounds about right. Maybe even like 38, 21, some, somewhere around there, but yeah, lots Eagles, of points, lots of points. Maybe take that over too, betters. If you're, if you're on that game, this one, a little controversial. I mean, no, not rocket science, but if Joe Burrow doesn't play, if it's, he's up in the air, I'd like the Browns rip two and a half over the Bengals. Is that crazy? I think it's crazy. There's a lot of hype about Deshaun Watson trying to get back to the guy he was in Houston. I don't see it, man. He was terrible at the end of last year. And I think the Bengals are finally going to be that team that wins like 12, maybe even 13 games this year and gets gets that playoff game at home versus the Chiefs this year, which is what they need. So I'm going Bengals in that one. They need that. So it, it's an important game for them. I think Deshaun's going to gonna rush for a couple touchdowns, and I think Nick Chubb goes for 150. So I'm going to stay with that. I like the two and a half there. Maybe say Bengals lay a 25. Uh, or Browns 25, Bengals 17. We'll go with that. Um, this is was a more exciting game to me until I realized that probably Bosa's not going to play, and I'm hearing news that Kittle's not going to play. So with that said, you know Mike Tomlin's going to have the Pittsburgh Steelers ready for week one. I like the Steelers plus two and a half over the Niners. I like that too. I actually got re literal receipts on that when I was in Laughlin a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. I I bet the Steelers plus three in that game. Uh, I just think the Steelers are going to be a little bit better this year, and San Francisco having to fly across the country and do that on the opening week, I think it's going to be a little bit tough. So yeah, I'm with you, Steelers. I had plus three, but it's down to two and a half now. Yeah, I think a field goal wins this game. So uh, Steelers are just going to be, I think, mentally a little stronger. And I give a guy like Bosa probably is good for for one and a half to two points. Uh, the way that he plays and comes off the ball. So we're on the same page there. Look at us. Rip simpatico, bro. Simpatico. This one, 
a little controversial too, man. Lions, the Detroit Lions, who I missed so much in Hard Knocks, although the Jets were pretty good too. Some cringe, some good. Uh, but the the beloved Detroit Lions plus six and a half over the Kansas City Chiefs. We don't know if Kelsey's gonna play, Rip. Some some things in the air. I think the Lions will come up, come out hot, a la the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tomlin. I think coaching is going to have these guys ready to play. I'm going to take the Lions plus six and a half over the Chiefs. I'm actually with you on that too, man. I, I want to disagree with you, but yeah, this Kelsey news has me a little bit shook. Our fantasy draft is tonight, Tuesday night. So it's throwing me off right now. And and I, I don't think he's out there for game one, man. A hyperextended knee is no joke. Why risk it? But I, yeah, I think it's going to be a close one. I think the Chiefs will probably get him by a field goal. But yeah, to take that six and a half points with the Lions. Yeah, I like that. I think exactly that. Maybe like a 31-28 Chiefs I'm cool with. People sleep on Jared Goff. Very good, productive quarterback, just not sexy. And dude, I'm excited about mostly on this defense. I think Hutchinson's going to be the guy, going to be the next Aaron Donald possibly on that turf and just rushing at quarterback. So stay tuned for that Lions plus six and a half over the Chiefs. Last one, lots of discussion in the group chats on this game. I think you've been talking a lot about this particular game. Uh, but this is easy money uh, that the, even the Sharps are on so far. That Packers plus one over the Bears. Nobody believes anything in the Bears at all, Rip. And I think that the Packers are going to do a, a good old, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? A mukbang? Packers 37, Bears will be lucky to get 21. I'm, all right, I'm going against you on this one because I, I was I actually have a receipt, too, that I bet the Bears under seven and a half wins like two months ago. But I, I've changed my tune. I think they're going to be good. I think Justin Fields is going to be a lot better. Uh, and I think that uh, the Bears are going to beat the Packers. And uh, not only because I took them in our wins pool, so I need the Bears to get some wins this year. But I think they're going to eh. start out start out fast. I, I could see I could see Fields going for over 200 on Sunday. Okay. Okay. There it is. So off the same page, but I still respect what you're throwing down. You know, that's what we love about week one. Lots of unknowns, uh, especially because energy and how pumped up you are plays a large part. How how prepared you are and able to control yourself plays a part. Week one's sometimes great for better, sometimes terrible. Last one, Bills minus two and a half over the Jets. Uh, The Bills are are, are just a better overall team. Uh, When I look at it on paper and I think that they've been in more pressure situations before so i'm gonna take that minus two and a half over the jets i know you love the jets rip what's your take on this game hey this is the final receipt i'm gonna say because i i made three bets and you're calling them all out the last one i sent it to our group text the other day it was jets i, I bet right after they signed aaron Rodgers, i took them i think it was 15 to 1 to win the super bowl i don't really think they're gonna win the super bowl but i think those are really good odds and uh, i think they're gonna i think they're gonna shock the bills on monday man aaron Rodgers is gonna come out firing and, and everyone's talking about him and people are gonna keep talking about him should we be more concerned about this uh, Stefan Diggs thing? Is he or is he going to come out and just be a normal guy and have 14 touchdowns and we'll be all good? Or, or is this concerning that he kind of doesn't want to be there, it feels like? Yeah, it's a weird dynamic. And when you see stuff like that come out, it always makes you second guess a team. But I think the bigger concern is like Von Miller's still out. So that Buffalo defense is a little shaky. I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers can kind of tear it apart, especially with those receivers he has now. Gangrene. That man was out at the U.S. Open living his best life, man. A Rogers in NFL future health news. Our guy, former one-star recruits, a guest pro bowl running back, Ricky Williams suggested that the league should allow players to be treated with marijuana post game. He said, quote, I think the next step though, at the end of the game, if we were on a plane ride home, the trainers walking down the aisles, 
and has two capsules or cases, one of Ambien, maybe one of Vicodin. And the truth is for football players, we need something because it hurts. And you're all revved up and it's hard to calm the pain and it's hard to go to sleep. I love to see cannabis as one of those things being passed out by the trainer on the plane when he's walking the aisle. Gummies or joints? Probably gummies, Rep, right? Gummies or joints, whatever it takes. I, I'm not all as all in on the Ambien and the Vicodin because those painkillers can get addictive for, for a lot of players. But yeah, I mean, the cannabis is 2023, man. It should be mainstream at this point. Let's yeah, let's get it on that. Not, not only charter NFL planes. Can I get some cannabis on a Southwest flight to Vegas at this point? I mean, from, yeah. a, from a flight attendant, that's what we need, man. Or the option. Yeah. Calm people down a little bit. Sit down, people. You're everybody's getting off the plane. It's a zipper effect. No need to stand up so fast. They need a little bit of freaking weed. You're, you're, you're right, man. You nailed it. NFL kicking off. We wish everybody in the NFL health. You know, that's the one thing. We're getting ready for our fantasy drafts. Where it's already starting. Uh, it's part of the game. It's a violent game. Uh, but I think some rule changes are, are making things a little bit less violent, but it's why we love it. It's a very American sport, man. We, you know, love it, but it's also hurting people at the same time. I don't know. I'm pumped up. I got the YouTube Sunday ticket before the price went up to 600 bucks or whatever it went up to. I don't have Spectrum TV I have to worry about anymore. YouTube TV for life, not a sponsor. I'm excited for NFL football. I'm excited too. It's funny that you mentioned we're getting ready for our fantasy drafts. I think we're probably literally the only people that haven't drafted yet, and we're doing it tonight. You have the number one pick. This Travis Kelsey news came out. You want to, you want to, uh, between me and you, tell me who you're taking with number one because all, all the rest of our league's going to hear this tomorrow morning after the draft. Let's, let's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a PPR. Listeners know it's a PPR draft, and, and I will disclose it because it's, it, I am picking Justin Jefferson. Again, I've had, I've had number one pick in two of my drafts this year, and I've gone with Jefferson. I'm going to go with Jefferson again. I haven't seen an athlete like him without Burrow being fully healthy. healthy. I don't know if I want to slide over there. And then, you know, we start talking about guys like Kelsey, which news today maybe change things. I'm just going to stick with what I think is the right, true thing. I love Austin Eckler. I love Joshua Kelly if Austin Eckler goes down. Uh, but in PPR, that man in Minnesota, hopefully he gets 15 touchdowns and does his damn thing uh, like I know he's going to do. With a number one pick, straight cash homie Maui will be taking Justin Jefferson. No big surprise. I think that's who most people are taking. But uh, yeah, man, it's uh, there's there's a lot of interesting guys out there. The Bijan Robinson, as some people think, is going to be like the next Jim Brown, straight out of Tucson, Arizona. He's a beast. We'll see how the Falcons do. But I would I would love Jalen Hurst to come back to me. That's the thing about first. It's so tough running back. You know, so tough. So tough. It is what it is, though. Can't complain. Let's do uh, let's do a quick wreck of the week here, Rip. Every week, listeners, anything that made us smile, made us feel good. Um, Go ahead. What do you got? What's your recommendation? This is not a surprise. We've talked about it, but we missed a month, and I actually had this written down in my notes for our August eighth episode. I believe it was. Uh, it's Hard Knocks, man. I'm I'm recommending it at least once or twice a year. But I got it. If you haven't watched it yet, you're crazy. I've been I've watched every episode. I think there's been four so far, and maybe one more this week today, probably uh, the final one. But Hard Knocks is always good. I, you know, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan, but they focus on the guy a lot. But there's always those other interesting tidbits. The, my only my only complaint about Hard Knocks this year is our guy Solomon Thomas is on the Jets and they didn't really do any sidebar stories on him. He's such an interesting dude. He's got a great foundation, the defensive line. And unless I'm missing it on tonight's episode, he they should have focused on him for five minutes or so because he's, he's a really good guy. He's uh, lost his sister to suicide, but is helping a lot of people out there 
cope with grief and that sort of thing. But uh, always hard knocks DK. There's not, not a year that goes by. I'm not going to recommend that show. Solomon has some freaking pipes too. How about his arm size? Is he in David Boston territory a little bit? Is he getting into David Boston territory with those arms? Oh, he's bigger than that. He's a defensive lineman. He he always does that roll the sleeves up and roll the shorts up too. So his his quads are popping out there on every episode. Number ninety four. You can't miss him. I mean, the the dude's a beast, but he's also a hell of a guy and a really nice dude. He's a nice dude. Rip is also the number one cuck for any guest who has been on the One Star Recruits podcast. Can't wait to see your uh your your fantasy draft rip i'm sure you'll be picking rashad white i'm sure you'll be picking our guy in jacksonville i do the same thing man can't help it we love him we love our one-star guests let's go i have a i have a uh you know i'm gonna stick with maui i gotta keep the vibe going and and uh, my recommendations are so loving and thoughtful this year I've, it, it, it's amazing how normal life transfers to just the gratitude of other humans and what my recommendation what my eyes see essentially rip has changed a little bit but i want to keep the donation train and the awareness going donate to the maui strong fund it's hawaii community foundation.org google maui strong uh throw a couple bucks throw a 20 throw 50 that money's getting dished out in cash immediately who have to people who have bills that were due on september 1st that are going to have bills due again on october 1st especially a lot of people who lost their businesses and homes so uh, donate to the Maui Strong Fund is my recommendation of the week. Uh, anything you can do to Maui. I said in, my, in the intro here to the show, even if you just had some pictures, throw them up there and let people know that you love Maui and it's a beautiful place because uh, it's going to we, – we'll keep the dream alive until we rebuild. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Rip, hit the music. Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas are divorcing, Rip. If we had Montel Jordan, who's a anti-divorce club member, give them advice, what would he say to this famous couple? Hey, he'd say you should have signed the, the million marriage contract on the Montel Jordan website. That You can sign up there to, to vow to never get divorced. They should have done that, man. They would have still been going strong, DK. Team USA lost to Lithuania at the FIBA World Cup. Also, the Ryder Cup, which is a golf event, is set... And the Euro team is freaking loaded. Has the world passed the United States in both basketball and golf? No way. Not a chance. It's always a, a hot take and a, and a good headline. But when you dig down deep, I mean, we just battered Italy by 35 points in basketball. We're not, and, and this is with like our B team. We're not gone, DK. If we ever get our best players out there, uh, you know, we're still on top. Florida State hammered LSU, including former one-star recruit guest Jaden Daniels. Is it the player's fault or the coach's fault when you get blown out by a team that's worse than you? Definitely the coaches. I mean, they had all offseason to prepare for that game. And uh, Jaden didn't play well, but I think he was put in a bad position by that staff. And man, I'm, I'm glad I'm not an LSU fan because that was ugly, DK. I was, I was pumped for that game to watch him. It's coming out party again, but man, just what, what a bad way to start the season for lsu smash mouth lead singer steve harwell died at 56 a lot of alcohol intake he beat his liver up but he had a really good 56 years rip give us please with your best voice and mean it let's hear it all star let's hear it let's hear you sing it belt it out for us baby all that glitters is gold hey now you're an all-star get paid <laughs> 
Terrible. Let's go. Let's go. Have some fun this week. Support Lahaina. We'll be back next week to talk NFL Week 1. More Chargers. We have another Chargers guest. We're going to mix it up. Five stars is the best way you can say you enjoyed this episode. Um, hit us on Spotify or Apple. We love you. We'll be back next week. It's good to be back. Glad you're alive and well, DK. You and your family and your dogs. See you next week. Dudes.